This is the Big Rigs Podcast, with the latest news, information and interviews. You're driving with the Big Rigs team. Welcome to another Big Rigs Podcast Radio. By gee, the year is fast coming to an end. The trouble with the years going by so quickly is that I'm getting older just as quickly. The November mo hasn't helped as it's apparently added another few years to this ugly old head. What was once black has now turned a whiter shade of pale. Oh well, say la vie. Two more days and it'll be consigned to the razor blade. Indeed, Rita tells me that it's only a couple of days before the Christmas tree has to go up. Really? Does that mean she's already bought me prezzies and I'll have to look at them for weeks without feeling them to try and guess what's inside? I mean, that's torture. Or is it just her method of reminding me that there's only four weeks to go and I'd better find her something really nice? At least Christmas is well advertised, unlike our wedding anniversary, which I'm wanted to forget. Why is it that the better halves don't remind you in advance, rather than waiting until after all the shops have shut? I mean, is getting peed off more satisfying than a bit of early warning and receiving something really cool? Ah, men are from Mars and all that stuff. As I sit here, I'm looking out over the backyard and watching the grass get browner by the day. We water just about every day, but it seems like it's a losing battle. In Sydney, it's been bucketing down and Queensland is in a grips of fire like they've never seen. What a varying country we live in. Righto, let's get into it. This week we talked to Paul Simeonato, the NHVR's South Australian-based operations manager, about a fresh approach to on-road enforcement. We also have a yak with Andrew Martin, the unlucky recipient of rocks thrown from a bridge. I was at the Castlemaine Truck Show and had a chat to a couple of truckie types in Mechanic, the GM of the show's major sponsor, AdTrans, and also Rick Cornwall, one-third of the Cornwall brothers who run trucks out of Geelong and have won so many show awards that their mum is complaining about lack of space to put them in, and <laughs> she lives in a 50-something square home. We didn't talk about trucks, though, but rather something else that's close to their hearts, and, as it has turned out, how it has linked their lives apart from trucking. First up, let's cross to the news desk, where James Graham has the latest on all that is newsworthy. Hiya, James. Hi, Kermie. Thanks for that. We begin this bulletin with news that heavy vehicle operators can expect improved targeting of compliance activities by law enforcement agencies as they operate across state borders. NHVR CEO Sal Petrocito released the NHVR's final National Compliance and Enforcement Policy, which includes principles on how agencies should tackle high-risk behaviours and non-compliance. The policy has been under development since February and included several rounds of consultation with industry and partner agencies. It aligns with the NHVR's strategic directions document and it's hoped it will lead to more consistency around targeted targeted compliance and high-risk activities. For more on this story, visit bigrigs.com.au where you'll also find a link to read the full NHVR enforcement policy. A Queensland audit of a driver training agency has played havoc with the livelihood of dozens of road train drivers in the state and beyond. As we report in the latest issue of Big Rigs, more than 200 multi-combination licence holders are believed to be impacted by the investigation by the Queensland Department of Transport and Main Roads. They They have had 30 days to show cause as to why they should be allowed to keep their licences, or they will have to reset the test. 
Brisbane-based Aegis Training, the company at the centre of the probe, has denied any wrongdoing and tells Big Rigs they now intend to take legal action. The WA operator, instrumental in a federal review of our current oversize over mass permit process, tells us he's dubious about the impact of the recent report. The federal government recently released its findings with 38 recommendations aimed at providing a better deal for the heavy haulage sector, but Neville Higgs, who was so desperate for a way around the current red tape nightmare, he's resorted to barging loads out of WA, tells Big Rigs he believes it's more a wish list than a concrete solution. And finally, we're happy to report that it looks like the annual Wave at a Truckee Day initiative is here to stay. Organiser Doug Kirby says the November the 22nd promotion to acknowledge the tireless work he and his fellow drivers do on our roads each and every day was a resounding success. He was blown away by the feedback on the road and on social media and also now hopes the Feel Good Day helps foster a mate-looking-after-mate culture in the industry. And that's all we have time for from the news desk for now, Kermi. For more details on these stories and a whole lot more, remember to pick up your free copy of Big Rigs out now or visit our website bigrigs.com.au to read the free digital edition. Catch you all here again next week. Until then, drive safely. Want to get decked out in Big Rigs gear? Get yourself a Big Rigs merch pack with a stubby cooler, travel mug, air freshener, cap, Big Rig bumper sticker, bag, towel, a Big Rigs 25-year anniversary book, and some Big Rigs pluggers. All for the special price of $75 plus postage and handling. Visit bigrigs.com.au slash shop today. Don't stress over rest. Manage your fatigue. Get alerts when you do for a break and eliminate guesswork of paper by using an electronic work diary. Stay compliant no matter where you are. For more information, visit teletracknavman.com.au. With the NHVR's National Compliance and Enforcement Policy out this week, Big Rigs editor James Graham sat down with the South Australian-based operations manager, Paul Simeonato, to find out exactly what it means for you, the driver. And he also gets an update on when the NHVR is hoping to take over compliance enforcement in other states. The National Compliance Policy, which we've seen be released, will describe it's all about safety. Yeah, and, and and the approach to compliance and enforcement is a graduated approach, which yeah. you start off with someone who's willing to cooperate, and as you mentioned before, there's an indiscretion, then that can generally be dealt with education. But as a person becomes more recalcitrant and continues right. to offend, yeah, uh, then obviously education is not working, expiation is not working, and the end result will eventually be a court proceeding. Right. And unfortunately, you do get that 5% that only do understand going to court. Yeah. But the whole philosophy is all about the safety. We get a lot more um, cooperation, respect with industry. And as you said, minor infractions, um, mm. if they're pointed out at an early stage and that's remedy, then there's no need to take further steps later on. But if you continue to reoffend, then obviously right. the approach has to be different. Yeah. What sort of difference has the technology made um, in terms of um, making you guys more efficient and so you're not going down, you know, you're not going down rabbit holes, you're not pulling yeah. guys over that... It's made, a, it's made a complete difference. So the <coughs> Intercept app, which we use a lot on national operations when you've got all the jurisdictions um, nationally, bar, but as I said before, the, at the TMC conference, Northern Territory and WA, although they're non-participating jurisdictions, yeah. still play a part and come along to those national right. operations. 
Okay. Um, so technology is really good. As I said before, uh, during the national operations, the big line haul company, so Victoria might be coming to South Australia, Yeah. dealt with in Victoria, uh, comes across the border seven or eight hours later, Yeah. stopped by our, our coming through a waybridge. As I said, the moment they're approaching the waybridge, their number plates are put into the app. It'll tell you what's happened in Victoria. Right. Generally, brief stop and yeah. wave them on. So it's a benefit to industry. Yeah. We're not wasting our time duplicating our efforts to see if that vehicle or that right. driver's compliant with the heavy vehicle national law. Right. So, so it benefits you guys and it benefits and the drivers. Benefits industry right. in total. Less time spent on a waybridge. It's a commercial benefit for industry and yeah. it's putting our resources in the right place. All right. And you talked at uh, the TMC about the rollout, the timeline. Can we go over that again? Yeah, sure. So, um, as you said, Tasmania's come on board from July. Um, Victoria, hopefully, uh, October 2019. Um, discussions in relation to New South Wales is around um, 2020 or 2021, but it hasn't yet been finalised. And Queensland? Queensland after that, I think it's planned for 2022. Okay. They're just guidelines in relation to right. when that transition might take place. Are you craving the fuel credits your business deserves? With automatic and accurate GPS data, you can calculate your claim for the best possible rebate. Save money, time and paperwork with FTC Manager. For more information, visit teletrackdemand.com.au. Do you listen to the Big Rigs podcast? Then drop us a line and let us know what you think, what you're loving and what we can do to improve for the chance to feature in one of our episodes. We'll also include a merchandise prize pack. Call us now on 07-3817-1770. That's 07-3817-1770. As anyone with ears would have heard by now, Trucky Andrew Martin cheated death earlier this week after three youths threw rocks off a bridge into traffic. One of those rocks, weighing about 10 to 12 kilograms, smashed into Andrew's windscreen when he drove under the bridge. Luckily, he's still here to tell his story. His story sparked national interest, with Andrew appearing on Sunrise the other day, where he cheekily asked his boss's daughter out on a date. Gotta love an opportunist. Yeah, I was just going about a normal day, just heading to Adelaide, and um, I was noticed these kids up at the last second. They, um, I sort of tweaked what was happening and didn't get much reaction time to sort of do anything. I just had to face the full brunt of it and just, yeah, um, just went off like... I heard the thud and this glass went everywhere and I pulled up and I just spat it and just jumped down the tracks, ran a curse and ran across four lines of freeway. And I was just determined to get the little pricks and yeah. So what were you feeling in the moment that you saw that, that rock coming towards you? More dumbfounded, I thought, you know, but you don't expect it to happen to you. It yeah. catches you right off guard, but yeah. Just a bit of a shock initially that, yeah, just... Could see what how far into the glass it went, but yeah, just lucky it wasn't driver's side. So you're feeling pretty pretty lucky to have um, escaped unharmed. Yeah, yeah, just count my stars. It was, yeah, mm-hmm. just got away with what it was, and not any worse. And what um, you know, what would you say to them? I just don't know what would make you even think about trying to put people's lives at danger, like what. It's not even a sick game, it's just beyond that. It's unbelievable to think that how far they're willing to go to cause
cause massive in, in, uh, infliction on people. Do you think they sort of understand the consequences of their actions or they're just sort of, you know, mucking around and they don't think um, it's going to be a big deal? No, they probably just thought it was just fun and games for them. They don't, probably didn't realise the consequences of how severe it can be if that actually killed somebody. Yeah. And do you think, um, you know, this sort of thing happens to truckies a lot, I've been hearing. Um, do you think sort of the publicity that you've got from this incident, um, do you think now people are going to start realising that this isn't a a good thing to do? Yeah, I was just hoping that it gets more attention awareness, that it spreads word that we're not going to tolerate any more of this crap going on, that it's our lives and our livelihood that you're putting at risk and we're just going about our normal day and we don't go to work to get killed or have serious injuries. Just um, anyone else, as um, just it's worth, if you got, if it happens to you, just get on the media. That's what I did. Just try and get the message out there and it's paid off in the end, ultimately. And yeah, just don't stop trying to fight it. And so I saw you were on um, Sunrise the other day. Yep, yep. Did um, I I saw that you uh, cheekily asked your boss's daughter out for a date? What happened with that? <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, we just always been best friends, and I just sort of um, a bit of a st- uh, st- stir up a bit, and yeah, yeah, just for a bit of a laugh, and yeah, going waiting to hear back from Sunrise. Yeah, yeah, both agreed to go out for one night, just yeah, just as friends, and yeah, just keep it at that. Truck driving is no easy task, and when you're balancing long hours, deadlines, and compliance obligations, you need the right tools to stay safe and simplify your job. Say hello to Telematics, your personal compliance solution. For more information, visit teletracknavmen.com.au. Enjoying the Big Rigs podcast? Subscribe now in your podcast app by searching Big Rigs Podcast or head to bigrigs.com.au forward slash podcasts to stream and download the latest episodes. Subscribe to podcast newsletters and check out related articles. The Big Rigs Podcast. It's the trucking news you need to hear. Available at bigrigs.com.au forward slash podcast and in your podcast app. A great town is Castlemaine, and a wonderful truck show that their Rotary Club put on there each year. As I wandered around taking pics for the last edition of Big Rigs for the year, I came across Mechanic, the general manager of major sponsor Ad Trends, and a little while later, Rick Cornwall, who, along with his brothers Troy and Wayne, have a collection of trucking trophies to rival, well, just about anybody. Whilst I thought I'd be chatting to them about Truckland, the conversations went in a different direction, and I walked away after them, learning that there's a lot more to life than just trucks, and what great people we have associated with this industry. Mick has a, a really nice young fella, who's just turned 18, uh, who has autism. Yeah, yes, yes he is, and uh, uh, I mean, autism is something that don't be afraid of. I mean, we, we learned at a very, very early days that um, it's something that's not scary. It's just something to work out what they are thinking about. Um, it was a few years ago, me and my wife, we, we looked into it further and we, uh, we started um, uh, 
with with a group of friends started uh, Autism Awareness Walk in, in Geelong, and we've had that for the last seven years. Okay. And um, and that was purely as just an awareness walk. And then we thought, well, hang on, we need to do something to help autistic kids. And what we found is that a lot of a lot of our kids that that are in the spectrum have got no life skills and no home skills. So what we did was we raised enough money to build a life skill unit uh, and it was put into uh, a senior campus so it's introduced into their teaching or their, their learning um, and that gives them the ability to do the things that we take for granted, make the bed, change a bin, you know, put the washing in the laundry, you know, put you know, put the dishes in the dishwasher. You know, that's something that we do quite easily. These kids don't understand that. So we, we raised enough money to build this life school unit over uh, a course of, you know, uh, six, six years. And I've been fortunate enough that Adtrans, who I work for, have me and supported me and donated quite That's a lot. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. They're not. It's not incumbent on them to do anything like that. Not so at all. Not that, at all. That speaks volumes for, for yeah, the management um, of the company. Exactly. And and you know they know how passionate I am with that. Um, you know, and not not just Dad Trans, but a lot of people that I know have contributed to to get this thing off the ground. We were fortunate enough last year we had the grand opening. Um, you know, and we opened this life school unit. It's a fantastic. Fantastic operation. We had so many people that had donated their time, their material to build this thing, and um, we're seeing an absolutely fantastic success with the kids going through that through mainstream through their schooling. Right. So that's yeah. brilliant, mate. That's they terrific. Are. I think I, I read somewhere once that from a, an autistic person's point of view, they're not different. Maybe the rest of us are. Exactly. Exactly. Is we're all people. We're yeah. all sharing this planet. And and uh, believe it or not, we've all got a, a trace of autism in everyone so we just other people just show it a bit differently to what it is out there in the other so I, I uh, I'm a very big advocate of autism and you know I I support a lot of a lot of uh, families in that um, but you know who knows you know I'm hoping that somebody else will take on from where we're going to leave you know and, and help this this might not be a cure for it but if we don't keep testing if we don't keep investigating, looking, investigating exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's, no. a good, it's a good thing you're doing and it's a, a credit to you as a person and your wife um, keep it up no definitely will definitely will good I'm sure you will mate thanks mate we all love our kids we do don't we do we, we do what we can for them right thanks mate cheers mate so I'm now talking with uh, Rick Cornwell from uh, a very well known family if you come from Geelong called the Cornwells Trucking Company and uh, the three brothers Rick and Wayne and uh, Troy and uh, they they win an awful lot of awards at these various truck shows but uh, just to show the world at large that there's more to uh, a dumb truckie than just driving a truck and if you work hard polishing them up and winning awards uh, Rick had uh, a back injury which forced him out of uh, from behind the wheel of the truck on a daily basis and he had to find something else to do. So Rick, when you uh, welcome first off, yeah. 
Um, when, when you had to stop driving the trucks, you got involved in something else. What was that? Yes, yeah, so I went to work at Nelson Park School, which is a special needs school. This and is down in Geelong? Yeah, down in Geelong. Yeah. And, um, and then I um, worked in respite uh, for about four or five years, and then I've started up my own business now. So what, what got, uh, let's just back up for a minute, what got yeah. you into that, that, that special the, needs? The field, my wife. My wife, is uh, she's teached for about ten years in special needs, and then I thought, well, I'll give it a go because it's something different. Yeah, totally and different. Totally different, totally different, and I found that I really like it. It's rewarding, but hard at some it's hard a lot, a lot of the time, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, mentally, mentally, it's a lot more draining than the truck driving was. Truck driving was physical draining. This is more mental draining. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what got me into it. Was my wife said, "Give it a go." And now I've got ongoing at the school, so I'm permanent forever there. So work with kids. I do car detailing. I teach them how to clean cars. Now uh, we do a lot of hands-on programs, right. mow lawns and all that sort of stuff with all ADHD boys. I work with a lot of them. And then um, yeah, and then I got my own respite business now. So okay. Last, how long has that been going? About six or eight months now, and um, we go. We have a big, big, um, big brothers boys night out once a month. We do. We go out for dinner, and um, we'll, it's all it's always up to them. You know, I ask them what they want to do because there's no sense in me organising something. I always ask them, well, what do you want to do this month? So when you ask them, you ask the people. Yeah, the, boy, the, the boys that I work with. Yeah. So there's um, four main boys that I work with in my group. Yep. And um, they'll say, I want to do this this month, and then one will go, well, I want to do this this month. I said, okay, we'll work together and we'll do it. You know. So we've been to. I took them to. Uh, um, there's an arcade bar in Geelong because they're all over 18. We went there, you know, it was in a safe environment. If they wanted to have an alcoholic beverage, they could, just one. Yep. Their parents were okay, some couldn't because they're on medication, but that's okay. So what, what age group are they? So I work with, the, the boys that I'm working with at the moment are 18 to 21, okay. but I work, I, my catering is for adolescent boys and older men. So, because I find that they tend to get lost in the gaps a lot in in, dis, in the disability sector. So yep. I, I, I think that I can cater to them because that's the, I've specialised in that for five years working with them sort of boys so I um, think I can offer them a lot so right. yeah so before we put you on air you I mentioned mechanic or yes. you did and yeah. uh, it turns out there's yeah. a, an association yeah there is you so I've uh, my, my old man known, known, has known Mick for a lot of years because he drove trucks and Mick used to pull out of Port Melbourne with my dad used to load out of so they've known each other and then I've worked with Cooper for about five years and um, about six or eight months in my own business so Coop goes to the soccer with me and really close relations with the family they trust me like a family member they say so yeah, yeah. which is really really good and he does a tremendous job Mick and Sue are the greatest parents I've ever met yeah I know, know. I know Mick's a, a yeah. great believer not in just family yes. but also that extended family he is and he, and as, he does a lot for the are. autism walk you know yeah. he, he is a great man Mick a really nice man yeah he yeah. kicked that off yes he did yeah and back. he still does the walk every year and I try sometimes I can't attend because there's you know things on but most of the time and I try to back yeah 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 <laughs> but I, I try to attend that every year because it is for a good cause so. yeah. yeah mate that's great and it just goes to show there's more to a dumb truckie <laughs> than just is, a dumb truckie because <laughs> we're all human and uh, we all care and and uh, and uh, well, most of us we do, do. we do and, and, and you know uh, and it's, it's me putting something back you know that's uh, that, that's where i think it's yeah. good too you know yeah so good on you rick yep, cheers mate. mate thanks mate good on you well it's all over rover for yet another week thanks for joining us as i said at the top of the program christmas is fast approaching it's looking like Christmas Day will be a quiet one for Rita and I, as our boy Steve is in London, and Tom and Nick possibly won't be able to make it here to Mootown on a day. So we'll have an early or a late get-together. What about you? Will your family all be together? Will a job of trucking mean that you're stuck somewhere else, unable to make it home in time? Please not. Let us know how you expect your Christmas Day to pan out. Give us a call on 0738 17 17 70 or write to editor at bigrigs.com.au and let us know. Meantime, whether you're in the Sydney floods, near the Queensland bushfires, or anywhere else across this great land, please take care of you. See ya.
been listening to the Big Rigs Podcast.